It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone. It's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today's show, got a fun one. We're going to go top 10 Vikings, not of all time, because we know Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Justin Jefferson, is he top three now? But we know there's a lot of other players that should be in front of Justin Jefferson. But is Justin Jefferson the number one player on the current Minnesota Vikings as far as importance to this team this 2023-2024 season? We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota to all of the viewers on YouTube. Hey, how's it going? I want to thank you guys for continuing to download, like, sub- uh, subscribe, and share, uh, and also comment. We love the comments. Like, I don't think you guys realize that, but when as the show goes, so this top 10 a day, this is definitely our question of the day. The top 10 Vikings on the current 2023 2024 roster and how they're going to impact the season. You guys let us know what your top 10 is, but I'm Ron Johnson and I'm going to bring my producer into the show, Luke Inman. Sam Ekstrom is still out on vacation. So we'll get Sam later in the week, maybe on the, uh, on the uh, Friday uh, round table. Uh, but again, I'm Ron Johnson. This is Luke Inman. And we want you to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com backslash Locked On. That's FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. And trust me, it, it does. I've, I've, I've done a couple bets and it, it's definitely worth it. I can't wait to go to Iowa in two weeks. Maybe baseball season at that point will be picking up some steam and I can – just bet on an even. Let's see if the Twins can win me a game and win me. I'm not betting a lot on the Twins. I'm not going to lie, people. I'm not putting a lot on the Twins. I'm putting five bucks on the Twins. That's about all I'm willing to bet on the Twins. Anything more than that, I'm going to be biting my nails. And my nails have been growing. But, Luke, it's time to jump into this top ten, man. We're going we're gonna to jump break this up into two segments, people, so that we're not teasing you. The first segment, we're going to do ten through six, and then we're going to do five through one. And then we got the daily three. That's three questions. See how much time we have. Maybe one minute each today. But Luke, let's jump into this, man. Like, the it this is tougher than I thought. And I'm not gonna lie. Like, I thought this was gonna be an easy assignment. I'm like, oh, top ten Vikings for the season. This should be pretty simple. And and there's a lot of topics. Like, I'm looking forward to the Friday roundtable because there's some other stuff I want to talk about in the baseball world, in the basketball world. But today is a football show, people, and we're doing the top ten Vikings on the current roster. And and this has nothing to do with who might be traded, all that stuff. Like, it's just if the roster were to be as it is right now. Heading into the season, week one, uh, it's not Nebraska. That's the Gophers. Who do they play week one? Is it Bucks? It is the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay Bucks at home at the bank run. Speaking of that as a teaser, uh, just found out uh, Ghostin, Will Ghostin, D, D- Lyman, mm-hmm. uh, Bucks, mm-hmm. from hometown Detroit. So he and I linked up uh, last week and uh, we got to chat. So Will Ghostin is now with my phone. So I got, mm-hmm. I got, here's Will Ghostin. So I'm, and, 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 I'm going to say this, Luke. 
He went to Michigan State with Kirk Cousins. Ooh. He did tell me something about Kirk Cousins that I'm going to save. And once I get him on, because he he's he's um it's a reason he's done some things he's done versus Kirk Cousins. So if you want to go back and watch some Bucks versus Vikings and see what Will Ghoston does in that game to Kirk Cousins, there's a reason behind that. But I got I got Will Ghoston probably going to join us eventually. I got Ryan Mundy, Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to join us in July. Uh, later July, he's going to join us leading up into training camp. So got a got a loaded group of uh, interviews going into training camp. We got Sidney Rice. He told me he'd join us. So trying to figure out what this July looks like with my daughter's softball. Plus, you know, get some good players in here before training camp gets going because uh, I love the stories. But, Luke, jumping out there with uh, your number 10, give it to me. Who's your top 10 Viking? We're going to go back in reverse. What's your number 10? Yeah, great concept here, by the way, Ron. There's a lot of different ways we could do this. You mentioned most talented. I think the way I looked at it, the thing I kept in mind the most, again, which guys will impact the season the most. So for me, I take that as who's going to have the biggest effect on the outcome for good or bad. Whose play really hinges on the Vikings winning game after game. Number 10 on my list, the newcomer cornerback Byron Murphy. Listen in that defense and scheme, you need guys who can get sticky and cover in one-on-one man cover situations. When Brian Flores is dialing up all those exotic blitzes and more importantly, Every great defense has one guy they can leave out on an island and be that shutdown guy. And I don't care if he's playing in the slot, on the inside, or on the boundary, on the outside. Being able to let Byron Murphy shadow team's number one wide receiver all game and feel like he got a fighter's chance, that's awfully important to let Flores run the scheme he wants to call game by game, week by week. So Byron Murphy, number 10 most impactful Vikings players on my list. I'm going to go with K.J. Osborne. I'm going to the offensive side of the ball. He's replacing Adam Thielen. Uh, We've seen him have some big moments against the the Carolina Panthers, but now it's his role. He is wide receiver two now, unless Jordan Addison uh, unseats him, I guess you want to call it, uh, during training camp. But I think K.J. Osborne is going to be dialed in as wide receiver two. And that wide receiver two, he's very important to the success of Justin Jefferson. And that's going to be the key to this team. I think K.J. Osborne, uh, number nine. Number nine on my list. Well, if number 10 was a shutdown cornerback, number nine has to be the brick wall in the trenches at nose tackle who can soak up all the blockers up front. Kyrus Tonga has enormous amount of pressure on him coming in, filling the shoes of Dalvin Tomlinson now. And again, every great 3-4 defense, you know this, Ron, has a great nose tackle in the middle that makes everyone around them better, opens up the holes for linebackers to go run around and make plays. I think for good or bad, Kyrus Tonga is going to affect this Vikings 2023 defense one way or another. So he's number nine on my list. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that a lot of people are worried about, but I'm not so much worried about, but he's very important. Greg Joseph, Mm -hmm. the Vikings kicker, like the Vikings kicker situation over the years has been questionable at best. Um, It's been nail biting for the most part. uh, And it's very scary. Uh, but I'm going to go Greg Joseph. I think Greg Joseph's importance to this team and starting the season off, he is going to have a little bit of a battle uh, in, in training camp, but I think that's necessary for the kicker position. But I think Greg Joseph is going to be a very important part to 2023, uh, just getting the team started, whether it's they're getting stopped and they need a field goal. So I'm going to go with Greg Joseph. A little spoiler, you may see Greg Joseph on my list a little bit later on. Here's my number eight. It's Ed Ingram, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Every offensive line, 
is only as good as their weakest link. And that was Ed Ingram last year. No secret there. But if he can take a big step in year two, like we saw some flashes of, I think this offensive line can easily go from 19th in the league to a top 10 offensive line. Think about it, Ron. This is a group that has all first or second round picks on it. All five of them. The talent is there. It's up to the coaches to develop Engram now. And just trust the continuity of all five guys coming back will help the cohesiveness. And they'll finally be able to put it all together. Ed Engram, huge impact on the Vikings offense in 2023. I'm going to go with number eight. Byron Murphy Jr. When you look at this defense being a multiple set defense, being a defense that probably wants to go a little bit more man coverage, a guy in Byron Murphy, as, as Ryan Clark put it, can go inside and outside. He's a multi-set DB. Uh, he doesn't just have to stay on the right or the left side. He can move around. If you motion, he can stick with a guy in the slot, so he's not afraid to move into the slot. He's done that for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so I think Byron Murphy to uh, Brian Flores' defense is very important, and also he's the number one corner right now. Uh, so he's the guy that everybody's going to be looking to to maybe shut down wide receiver one on a lot of teams. So I'm going to go with Byron Murphy Jr. at number eight. Number seven. Seven on my list. One of my all-time favorite Vikings, a guy – I'm just so excited to watch under Brian Flores, a guy who I think is really going to be his chess piece, his X factor kind of wild card in this defense all season long, because I still think he's got the goods and is a Pro Bowl type of player. Of course, I'm talking about Harrison Smith, a guy I truly think could be the MVP of this defense. He's going to tally up all the stats, the tackles, tackles for loss, couple sacks, couple interceptions. I just can't wait to see Flores deploy him more in the box this year as he gets a little bit older as almost a hybrid linebacker where he's always been a guy who can fly around and make plays. Dirty Harry, number seven on my list. Ooh. Well, number seven for me, I'm going with the guy who was replacing DC. And no, that's not a Marvel versus DC universe. It's DC four. That was Dalvin Cook. I'm going with Alexander Madison. He's going to replace Dalvin Cook. So I got to go to Alexander Madison. Um, a lot of people are like, man, running back should be higher. I just think this is a passing team. I think this is a passing team. And so I didn't put a lot of pressure on the running back, but still top 10 is pressure. Alexander Madison, in my opinion, he's on this list here because he's going to have to give them at least, at least 70 yards a game. I think Alexander Madison's floor is 70 yards a game. His ceiling, we don't know what that can be yet, but 70 all purpose. All-purpose, he's 95 yards. 95 yards a game, we need him in all-purpose, whether that's screen game, whatever. And that's where my number seven guy falls. Number six. All right, Ron. Well, listen, you just mentioned it. If the identity of this team is going to be the passing game and the game plan is outscoring everyone 51 to 50 every week, then there's no question they need to get a huge upgrade from Adam Thielen to Jordan Addison. And Addison needs to be a guy who can come in and just be this polished route runner opposite of J.J., make defenses pay for the single coverage every single game. He'll have every opportunity to put up these great stats in this offense because he's going to get all the one-on-one -on -one looks between J.J., Hawkinson, and you mentioned K.J. Osborne as well. Still needs to go out there and do it, though. He's got to prove he is this polished, refined route runner and just consummate pro he was touted to be coming out of college. It also means he's got to play 17 games, Ron, mm. which for his size and small frame, I do have some concerns about, but without him, I just think forcing KJ Osborne to be the number two guy could spell a little trouble. I don't know if he's a natural big bodied boundary type of receiver. So tons of pressure on Addison this year to come out of the gate strong and be the guy they drafted him to be in year one, mind you. 
Man, and for the people that don't know, me and Luke did not talk about our list beforehand. Mm -mm. So as you see, they're not matching up at all. They're, we did not talk about these. So maybe our top five will match up because our top six to this point, or sorry, bottom, the bottom five, Yeah, our top five may match up a little bit more, but our bottom five has not because my number six player is TJ Hawkinson. At tight end, I think TJ Hawkinson has to become a Travis Kelsey type of player for Kirk Cousins. TJ Hawkinson has become a true outlet for Kirk Cousins, a true piece to this puzzle. Honestly, and this is where I, I think this might happen, I think TJ Hawkinson becomes wide receiver too. Mm -hmm. I think TJ Hawkinson gets treated like Tyreek Hill and Ty Travis Kelsey. Uh, I, I think he gets treated like Gronk and whoever else was with New England at that point. I think uh, TJ Hawkinson becomes wide receiver too because of who this defense is going to look at. They're going to look at Jordan, Je Jordan Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and KJ Osborne. TJ Hawkinson is going to get a lot of man coverage, I personally feel like, and that's the case. I think Kirk Cousins is going to go there. His relationship with Adam Thielen has moved on. I think him and TJ Hawkinson will form a relationship. So that's our top six. Just to run it down for you, Luke Inman. He has Byron Murphy at 10, Kyrus Tunga at 9, Ed Ingram at 8, Harrison Smith at 7, and Jordan Addison at 6, and myself, Ron Johnson. I have KJ Osborne. Greg Joseph, Byron Murphy, Alexander Madison at seven, and TJ Hawkinson at six. Coming back on the next segment, we're going to give you our top five. It's time to get into the top five where maybe, maybe our guys align a little bit better. Maybe they align a little bit better. But before we do that, before we come back with our top five players on the Vikings team for 2023, we have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Quick reminder, this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as we are each and every day on the Ron Johnson Show. Baseball in full swing. No better place to get in on all the action than at FanDuel. Money lines, parlays, prop bets. You want it, they got it. FanDuel's got everything you need to bet on the entire MLB seasons. Twins, by the way, taking on the Kansas City Royals in game three tonight. Looking for the sweep with Pablo Lopez on the mound. Current line, Twins minus 250. You can bet that and plenty more over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. And make sure to check out the no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, download the easy to use FanDuel app, get your winnings instantly. Check it out today. FanDuel.com slash locked on major league baseball trademarks used with permission. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Well, Luke, this is what everybody's been waiting for. I'm pretty sure we're going to, we're going to jump into the top five. And now this people understand this list too. This is just, impactful players some people are like oh i think this guy should be higher maybe but give us your list again we're gonna tweet this out we're gonna instagram this out we're gonna put this on youtube comment join in on the discussion uh let us know who your top 10 players are for the viking season i think this is a very good topic so luke starting with number five we're in the top five now who you got I just want to echo what you just said, Ron. Who's going to impact the Vikings 2023 season the most? Number five on my list. And you can laugh all you want, but how many games every season comes down to a kick? Mm -hmm. If it's anything like last year, for good or bad, Greg Joseph is going to end up deciding at least three, if not four, maybe even five games, Ron, that come down to a kick. So when we talk about the players that will impact the season the most, there's not a lot of other players that I can confidently say are going to impact the season more than Greg Joseph, who could be the difference between double-digit wins or an 8-9 season. Greg Joseph, hmm. number five on my list. I like that. I like that. Well, I'm going number five on my list. I'm going with the hitman. I think Harrison Smith in the back end uh, is going to be very, very in important 
Like he's going to be very important because you look at these DBs now. You got Byron Murphy, who's a vet, but you're going to have a bunch of young guys. And, and I think Harrison Smith, you got Cam Bynum on the other side of him. But I think Harrison Smith, if Josh Metellus is in a bunch, I think Harrison Smith's going to be very important uh, and a very key piece to getting these guys lined up and making sure. Uh, he's also going to be a blitzer, I think. I think when they go man, I think I'm going to trust Harrison Smith maybe a little bit sneakier in understanding when and when not to blitz. And maybe by, and maybe uh, Brian Flores gives him that option uh, where he can kind of float in the uh, in the hook flat. Or if there's nobody to cover, you just go after the quarterback. So I think if I'm going to give that role to anybody, kind of like an Ed Reed, I'm giving it to Harrison Smith. So he's my number five. Number four. I just think, Ron, if this defense is going to work the way we all want it to, there needs to be a guy up front that has a Pro Bowl type of season. And there's only one guy left on the roster to do so. That's Daniil Hunter. Mm. And this defense just needs as much talent and help they can get right now because the drop-off from Hunter to guys like, and no disrespect, but Patrick Jones and DJ Wanham is so big. I don't know if it's even realistic to expect a middle-of-the-road defense without a guy like Hunter up front in that front seven. So they not only need to figure out the contract situation ASAP with them, but they need him to stay healthy, be the new leader of this defense with Harrison Smith, be the veteran captains that Flores can lean on to make plays and help close out games like Zadarius Smith did last season. It all starts with a good pass rush. I think if he's a Viking in 2023 round, Hunter can average a sack a game and flirt with close to 20 sacks this season. Just knowing how Brian Flores works, he's going to move him around. He's going to put him in the best position to succeed and just maximize his best talents. Number four on my list, Daniil Hunter, critical to the Vikings 2023 season. Uh, for me, and I can't believe we've never done this. You look at KCP, you look at MPJ, you look at all these guys with these three syllable names and they, they give them a cool name. I'm not sure why we haven't gone KDC. That's Kirk Daniel Cousins. Kirk <laughs> Cousins for me is number four. KDC sounds so much cooler than just Kirk. KDC behind the center. Kirk Cousins at number four is going to be very important. Uh, the reason was, I mean, it's self-explanatory. Come on now. Like, he has yep. to throw touchdowns. He has to be able to dis distribute the ball out to those weapons. Uh, but I'm going to put Kirk Cousins. Some people maybe have him at number one, number two. I'm putting Kirk Cousins at four because I think that's where his importance lies. Um, I think he needs to win games. But I think the biggest thing is he needs to win games in big moments. I don't think he needs to win all these games because I think the defense is going to be a lot better. I think those big moments like fourth down in the, in the playoffs and so on and so forth, that's my number four. Number three. All right, Ron, we kind of gloss over this guy a lot because he's been such a staple, so consistent, a rock for the offensive line for so long. But the way this unit dropped off in play when he went down was just really awfully scary. And that should tell you just how important Having Brian O'Neill back mm -hmm. and healthy for a full slate of games really is borderline top five right tackle in the league. And like I said with Daniel Hunter, the drop-off in talent from him to the next guy, whether it's Ole Udo or Vidarian Lowe or whoever it is, Kirk Cousins is just not going to have the protection he needs to scan the field, find guys like J.J. to make the splash plays deep downfield. We saw it in the final two, three games of the season. This offensive line, it just didn't look right without him on the field. So I think a case can be made that Brian O'Neill will be one of the top three players that will impact the Viking season when you keep in mind the team's whole identity is supposed to be a top five offense this season because without him in the lineup playing healthy like we're used to, my confidence level just isn't the same that they'll have the right protection for both the run and the pass game. So Brian O'Neill, number three on my list. Oh, man. How about that? How's it going? Well, my number three, I'm going to the other side of the ball. 
a guy that's going to go against a guy like Brian O'Neill all training camp, and that's Daniel Hunter. I think getting after the quarterback is is the number one key to Brian Flores having a successful defense is getting after that quarterback and not – because you can't go man coverage and give the quarterback four seconds. You can't. You're going to get killed. There's no DB. Uh, well, Deion Sanders, uh, Xavier Rose at one point in his career. Uh, you know, I can go down to uh, what, what, Revis Island, yeah. uh, Charles Woodson. There are some greats that could just cover, cover, cover to UK. Sauce Gardner. I will give it to Sauce because mm-hmm. Sauce had Justin Jefferson pretty much under wraps for most mm-hmm. of the game. Um, but other than that, this team doesn't have that. They don't have a Sauce Gardner right now. Um, and so you got to get up the quarterback. I'm going to go with Daniil Hunter at number three. Who do Love you have that. for number two? Yeah, number two, no surprise here. It's a quarterback-driven league. The one guy touches the ball every offensive snap. Player who affects the outcome more than any other guy in the field, maybe in any sport outside of, what, a starting pitcher in baseball? Kirk Cousins, number two on my list. And I think the expectations are so high now for Kirk in year two of this offense. I think unless they win 11 or 12 games this year, you might see a switch finally this offseason, and the team may move on from him. So there's a great chance this is the last year you see Kirk Cousins in a Vikings uniform unless he goes freak mode and just balls out and not only puts up the best stats we've seen from him, but wins multiple playoff games for the first time in his career. Kirk Cousins will undoubtedly impact this team season for good or bad more than any other player, except mm. one in my opinion. So he's number two on my list. Number two on my list is the receiver who does it all, Justin Jefferson. A lot of people thought he's going to be one on my list. I'm going Justin Jefferson at two. Justin Jefferson, uh, one, is very important. We know that. We know his 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 legacy, uh, his his history is being made every time he steps on the field. Uh, you know, he's going to become the, the best player to ever do something at 20, at, under the age of 25. Uh, everybody's put him on their top list for everything. But Justin Jefferson, I think this year, has to have another 1,800-yard season. If not close to 2K, but I think with T.J. Hawkins and Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne, mainly T.J. Hawkinson, I think it's going to be tough for Justin to hit that 2K. But I think Justin Jefferson needs to have another 1,800-yard season because Cooper Cup, due to injury from Matthew Stafford, due to some other injuries with himself, didn't repeat. I think Justin Jefferson has a good chance of repeating because he's been a very healthy, knock on wood, receiver. So I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson, number two. And number one. Nine out of 10 times I'd put a quarterback here at number one. Nine out of 10 times a receiver is only as good as the quarterback throwing him the ball. Those are just the facts. Even Randy Moss struggled in Oakland because his quarterback couldn't get him the ball. But in rare cases, when you do have an elite talent like Justin Jefferson, quarterbacks, no matter who you are, can just chuck it up and let the playmaker go make plays. JJ shattered all the records every season he's been in the league. Now he enters year four, which means he may somehow get even better. That's scary to think about. I just think after what we saw in year one of the KOC system, where you had Jefferson putting up MVP-type numbers, then you have to assume in year two the guy will once again be in the discussion for most valuable player in the league. If he's in the discussion for most valuable player in the league, he's got to be considered the most valuable player on your team. This team rides and dies with J.J. Just his ability to take over games, overcome the odds, even with double, triple coverage. The bar is set now, Ron, so unrealistically high that J.J. needs to replicate what he did last season and then some, and he's the guy that will impact the 2023 Viking season the most in my eyes, Ron. I'm very curious who you got number one. You already said J.J., Kirk Cousins, Hunter, Harry, mm-hmm. I, I got mm-hmm. no idea. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> clueless, man. Who do you got? For my number one player, I'm going to go with CJ. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer. No. Um, for my number one player, 
the same reason why you put Brian O'Neill on there, I'm going with Christian Darisaw. I think Kirk Cousins' front side is protected. He can see it a little bit better if somebody gets through. But we know the movie. Michael Orr made it famous. Joe Theismann made it a real deal. And Lawrence Taylor made them the highest paid players ever. And that's left tackle. I'm going to go with Christian Darisaw as my number one. Christian Darisaw, if he cannot get it done. I mean, you saw what Patrick Mahomes looked like in the Super Bowl without a tackle. And then you saw the next year when they bought him an offensive line. Night and day. The Eagles blame the field and our cleats, and that's why the Chiefs won. The NFL is blaming both teams for wearing, being stupid and not wearing the right cleats. Whatever you want to say, that offensive line for the Chiefs was very important to uh, Patrick Mahomes, so that's why Christian Darisaw is a left tackle protecting Kirk Cousins' KC or KDC's blind side. I got to go with Christian Darisaw. That's our top 10. And again, none of our like we had some like well, our top we have five guys that matched up murphy so, cousins jj hunter and harry we both yep. had yeah yeah but none in the same spot like no. we i almost no, put justin jefferson right. one but i felt like that was too easy sure i think christian yeah. derisaw is a left tackle um and, and that's the question maybe that we'll do this on friday for the round table is if you had to pick one player to miss at least eight games would it be derisaw or jefferson oh and that's that's a tough wow. one that's a tough one. I think I just knee-jerk reaction. We'll talk about it Friday, but I'd lean Darisaw just from what we saw from Blake And we don't want to go injury because I never want to wish injury. I'm going to say gambling. Like they, they were gambling on FanDuel right. uh, on basketball, right. but because they did it in the parking lot of the Vikings and the NFL found out, um, right. they had to miss six. Let's go six games. Right. I don't know. I feel like they can get through six games without Justin Jefferson more so than Christian Darisaw. Mm-hmm. You could be know. right. I, just, I mean, a case could like be made Jordan, for either. But we one. don't know I, about Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. We don't know about um, uh, what TJ Hawkins is going to be this season. Um, I just yeah, like what I, I saw from Blake Brandon last year in a pinch Buffalo game, Dallas game, things like that. Makes me feel. You remind me of Max Kellerman, like <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry or Andre Iguodala for the for the fate of the earth. Uh, Give me Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Brandle. Uh, let's go. Digging oh, deep. Oh, man. Digging deep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Edman. This is the Ron Johnson Show. We'll be back after this. Uh, but we, we're coming up next. We got the Daily Three. We're going to spend about one minute each today. We run out of time, so one minute each. Uh, but before we do, Sirius XM Radio is a proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And, of course, the Ron Johnson Show. Just download the SXM app. I did it. It's very simple. You go on there, and then you can search Locked On Sports Minnesota and all of our shows will be there right on your XSM app, which will link with your link with your uh, car device as well, or Bluetooth to your car device. And you can have XM Radio on the go if you don't currently have a subscription, but you can get a subscription on your phone. You can get it in your car as well if you have the car that has that ability. But remember, the SXM app, you can take it in the gym with you. You can have, and you can hear the Twins hometown broadcast where they get the Royals tonight at 6.40 p.m. to continue to try to stay in the lead of the A. L Central and the twins are doing all they can. But remember, the XSM, the SXM app can get you every pitch of this broadcast. Just search twins. Well, now it's time for the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Luke. All right. First one up today on the list, Ron. We got an NFL NBA hybrid here. Which number one overall pick will have a better rookie season? Panthers quarterback Bryce Young or San Antonio Spurs number one pick Victor Wembignana? Ooh, that's a tough one. Victor reminds me a little bit of Chet Holmgren. Um, I've, I've been watching NBA players talk about how they're going to guard Victor. And it sounds like it's going to be brutal. Like, it sounds like a lot of guys just want to beat him up because he yeah. is skinny. 
Um, you watch him against uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., who was a very big, strong guy for the Grizzlies, and he dominated Victor. Now, granted, Victor was 17 at the time, but I don't think a lot's changed from 17 to 18 for Victor. Uh, maybe he's going to get a little bit stronger this offseason as he works out uh, with the Spurs, and Greg Popovich, we know, knows how to use players and get the best out of them. But I'm going to go with Bryce Young. I just feel like Adam Thielen uh, and that Panthers team, like Bryce Young, to me, is going to have the necessary tools from Frank Wright to just be successful. And again, I don't think he's going to be a bust and have a terrible season. Like he was really good at Alabama. Uh, I think he was better at Alabama than Mac Jones. And Mac Jones has, has become a pretty decent quarterback. Um, so I'm going to go with Bryce Young just because I'm worried about Victor's uh, weight. Like I think a lot of teams are going to try to beat him up and actually and, and brutalize. Now, if Greg Popovich said, look, I'm going to keep you on the perimeter, then I could see it working out for Victor over, over Bryce. Um, but right now, I personally just feel like Bryce Young is going to be protected by the old line. He's mobile. Uh, he has a Kyler Murray type of field, not as not as fast as Kyler Murray, uh, but he is taller than Kyler Murray, but he can move. And I, and I think Kyler Murray did have early success because we hadn't seen anything like it. I think Frank Wright is preparing to do the same thing. So that's me. Yeah, this is kind of funny to me because you got two number one overall picks where both players size – Remember this was the A topic of conversation. Yeah. Victor for, I guess, maybe kind of good, but now that you brought up a lot of great points, maybe he's just such a thin, scrawny frame. They're going to bully him around. And Bryce, obviously, for not so good. But I'll go with Victor just because it's, I think it's so tough to have instant success in the NFL more than the NBA. And as good as I think Bryce Young is going to be, and I do think he's going to be a baller someday, I personally, I don't see enough of supporting cast over there to feel comfortable pushing my chips all in on him in year one. Lost DJ Moore, a top 10 receiver. The offensive line, to your point, it's getting better, but it's still not great. Give me Victor, who I think balls out in his rookie year like we all expect him to. Yeah. Number two on the list to the NBA we go. I'm very curious about this one here, Ron. Which future Hall of Fame point guard's career would you rather have, Chris Paul or James Harden? Mm. Which way are you leaning? Well, if it's about money, <clears throat> personally, I'm going to go Chris Paul because his career earnings over 18 seasons is $360 million. James Harden is still up there, $300 million. So, yeah, both are good. Um, the only reason I'm going to go Chris Paul, here's why. I feel like James Harden has a lot of uh, baggage with some of his stuff, his, his weight. Um, people feel like he's tanking on teams to get put on other teams in the offseason. Like, oh, he doesn't really want to be here. Um, I think – Chris Paul has a better chance this coming season with the Warriors to win a ring <clears throat> than James Harden's going to have with wherever he ends up, unless he ends up with the Lakers. And who knows what James Harden's going to end up because he did resign and he's talking about going to another team. Um, so I just feel like James Harden is less likely to win a ring and Chris Paul is more likely to win a ring if he can get a season or two. Because basically what the Warriors have right now is the, the the ring group? It's it's Curry, Clay, and Draymond. That's the three guys that have won rings. They added uh, KD. They won a ring. Without KD, they won a ring. Now you add Chris Paul, probably gonna win a ring. So I think this is Steph Curry's chance to get five rings. I feel like the Grizzlies are in turmoil. I feel like the Lakers are on their way out the door. Um, yeah, I, I got to go with Chris Paul on this one. I don't know what you think. Yeah, it's been interesting to say the least, watching both these guys kind of flop around team to team during these last few years of their career. Both, like you said, ringless, looking for one championship before they hang it up. I guess I'd lean Chris Paul for no other reason. I just liked him growing up more when I was getting into the NBA. You mentioned he made more money, 16 mil more during his career. Yeah, and the fact that Chris Paul's made 60 more million than him, and then you think about the fact that uh, the next two seasons, uh, Chris Paul, or sorry, James Harden's going to make um uh 35 million chris paul's gonna make 30 and 30 
Yeah. So Chris Paul is on pace to make 60 where James Harden is an undrafted or an unrestricted free agent in uh, 2024. So who knows what's going to happen there? Also, Chris Paul has a better portfolio when you think about State Farm and some of the other big time uh, commercials he has that he can keep doing when he's done playing where James Harden has created kind of a weird or around him with the strip club stuff and the money stuff and, you know, all the weird stuff he's been doing with rappers like James Harden is headed in the in the direction where a lot of people with money don't want to put their money in James Harden. They do want to put it Chris Hall's Chris Paul is a family man and they're putting their money on Chris Paul to be their spokesperson. So he's, he's getting a lot of stuff after sports as well. Uh, but what's the last one? All right. Last one here to the MLB. We go, the twins are back in first place, but are still a middling 500 ball club. Should the front office go all in at the trade deadline and take advantage of this weak division or keep their best assets for the future? What do you think, Ron? Well, the fact that they screwed it up in the first place and they and they let Luisa Rise go, mm-hmm. um, I just don't know. I don't know uh, enough about what's out there free agent wise uh, because baseball is not like basketball. Like basketball, even football, you can grab maybe one player in football or two. You can grab for sure in basketball. You grab one player and you change your organization. Baseball, unless you are grabbing like Aaron Judge um, it, or a Sh- uh, Otani. Like it's not like a lot of guys that I feel like they can make a splash with in baseball. Like there's the guys that they could do it with aren't going to be out there for them to make a splash and try to trade for and want to come to the twins of all places. Um, and that's the problem. Like you're one game ahead of the, the guardians, you're 44 and 43, uh, you're five and five in your last 10 games. Like there's nothing that jumps out there for the twins for a lot of people uh, across the world. If you're looking at like, Oh, I want to like the Rays right now, Tampa Bay, a lot of teams might say, hey, man, like, uh, I wouldn't mind going to Tampa Bay, the 57 and 31. Like, uh, I'm living in Tampa. We have a chance to maybe win us a ring this year. Uh, if I'm the Texas Rangers, like, there's some teams out there that have one great locations, uh, great opportunity. And, you know, Atlanta Braves, Atlanta, I mean, the Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati Reds, Cincinnati's not a great place, uh, but the Arizona Diamondbacks, like that's another one, LA Dodgers, like there's some good places out there where people are like, oh, it's a great city and they're winning. Um, Minnesota? I don't know. October baseball here is not great. So I don't know if they can make it. Now, if there's a name out there that they could get that I think would help win, I'd say yes, do it. But I just don't think there's anything out there. But I don't know. What do you think? How about Shohei Oatani? What do you think? You got to oh, yeah. trade the farm for him? No, oh, yeah. I'm with you, Ron. Ton of great points. I've watched this team make enough terrible trades the last few years. I don't think I can stomach any more of them. Tyler Malley deal for Spencer Steer. He's going off in Cincinnati right now. Luisa Rise, of course, looks like a legit Hall of Famer. There's tons of them, though. Do your best with what you got. Keep your prospects. You're not going to go deep in the playoffs either way with teams like you mentioned. Tampa Bay, the Orioles. Yankees are always in the mix. The Rangers are looking great. So I say no thanks. I pass on pushing all the chips all in. Keep those young prospects and build through the farm system like the old twins used to do. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for us today on the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Emmett. Remember, you can find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. You can also get the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, iHeartMedia app. It's free. And iTunes, of course. And then, of course, if you're watching at home on YouTube or on the go, remember, you just need an a, a email address to log into YouTube. It's free. But then you can subscribe and get all of the updates, all of our videos, all of our shows every time they're posted. Again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Inman. This is the Ron Johnson Show. I want to thank you guys. We'll see you next week, though. Have a great weekend. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.